welcome to Hot Weekly. Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the Haunted Attraction Entertainment Community. Whether you're not going to just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And we're coming to you now with episode 380. Mm-hmm. That is a number divisible by four. That means it's time to do the, the news. news. And remember when we had, like, winter-spring doldrums for the news? Uh-huh. Whenever there like, wasn't a lot of news and we were really reaching for stuff to yeah. include here? That doesn't seem to be as big of a problem anymore. No, we, um, you know, we were able to knock out some stories, so hopefully we'll keep you entertained. Yeah, hopefully uh, this will be entertained and relevant. But hey, if you want to listen to something other than news, there's 379 others. Why don't you check us out at hauntweekly.com or hauntweekly on Twitter, hauntweekly on Facebook, and youtube.com slash hauntweekly. Uh, also, get us wherever you get your podcast, but pay special attention to the Facebook page. More announcements coming forth about live recordings with guests. We are in the process of doing some outreach, and hopefully we'll have something very soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look for those. Uh, maybe not this week, but possibly next week is what it's looking like. Yeah. Well, maybe this week. I don't know. We haven't decided. I don't know. The time changes messed everybody up. Yeah, I know. I'm house. I'm completely wrecked by that. I mean, <laughs> and, and the problem for me is like we're sitting here recording this at eight thirty, and uh-huh. going to try to get it up probably immediately after we finish recording. It feels like six thirty. It doesn't feel one hour off. It feels two. Yeah. Well, yeah. and because of it, I have had no sleep today. And, uh, and I've been sick all day today. Yeah. So that's not been fun. No. But no, it, time change is a wreck. I don't, I don't like it. I wish we didn't do it, and unfortunately, we can't get you no know, people to uh, agree to not have us do it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we have a question of the week, and last week's question of the week. Well, the last wasn't last week. Last week was a live recording with right. a guest. Mm-hmm. The week before that, we did rage rooms, and so we asked you all: Have you ever tried a rage room? And we got some interesting air, air answers. Yeah. All right. So first off, Sam Farrell said, never a dedicated one, but in high school for Spirit Week, um, which led up to the big game against the conference rivals, of course. They had a junker car with opposing team's colors and name on it and gave you bats to smash it. That sounds like a great activity for high schoolers. Yeah. Uh, he noted this as the... Uh this is all there is to do in a small town kind of vibe about it. And I have to agree with him on that point. Yeah, growing up in small towns, I'm surprised I didn't get that. Yeah, that, that does sound like something. If you had told me that had happened at your school, too, mm-hmm. I would have just believed it and kept moving. No. I would not have asked any further questions. Yeah. Now, if I told you that happened in my school, there had been some follow-up questions. Yeah. I went to a school with a graduating class of 400. You went to a school with a graduating class of, like, 14. No, 30, but yeah. <laughs> okay, exaggerating a little bit for him, but speak at the idea. Like, orders of magnitude smaller. Yes. Literal. All right, Greg Rothberg said, yes, we went to one 40 years ago for Alex's 30th birthday. It was a lot of fun, but didn't love that they charged for add-ons to break certain items. Other than that, would recommend anyone to try for, for, uh, out for the experience. I, yeah, um, the business model and how rage rooms convert people smashing things into dollars is tricky. Like, and, and 
Like, it's really a really tricky model to nail down. I think it's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I can totally see a Rage Room having very confusing pricing. Because it's not like an escape room where it's a ticket, and you go in, and you have an hour. Mm -hmm. This is something a little bit worse. A little bit weirder. Anyways. Finally, Portals of Fear said, yes, my kitchen. Nearly every night, dirty dishes are left in the sink instead of putting them in the dishwasher. (sighs) I just want to say, if your house is actually a rage room every night, I recommend family counseling. Yeah. (laughs) You may need to work on some things. Just saying it might help. Mm -hmm. Well, this time around, I was feeling very nostalgic. Mm -hmm. And so, I I think we've asked this question before, but we've got a lot of new people. So, I think it's now legit to ask it again. That's fine. What is your first, what was your first experience with a haunted attraction? And the reason I'm pretty sure we've asked it is because I know I've answered it. I talked about... The haunted house at the Tri County uh, Fair mm-hmm. that my grandparents took me to yeah. when I was like eight or nine, and I, I look back on it, and that that haunt was ridiculously unsafe for the actors. Like the customers, we were probably fine, but the actors, Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and I had like school fairs and stuff, but didn't go to an actual even charity haunt until I was an adult. Yeah, I think the, the Boy Scout one you and I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we yes, sh- the first first real one was with you. Yeah, we showed up as customers and ended up working there by the end of the night. Yep. <laughs> We're very impressionable. But anyways, what is what was your first experience with the Haunted Attraction? Let us know. HauntWeekly.com, HauntWeekly on Twitter, HauntWeekly on Facebook, and YouTube.com slash HauntWeekly. Leave a comment. Send us an email. Let us know. All right, it is also an episode that's divisible by two, so we get to do conference reminders. Ding, 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 ding. And coming up next, March 24th through the 26th in Owensboro, Kentucky, it is Fear Expo Live at the Owensboro Convention Center, free admission, but not open to the public. Partner with HauntCon for the Hunter Education stuff. You can find more out at fearexpolive.com. Right, then April 29th and 30th, it's the Spooky Swap Meet in Los Angeles, California at the Heritage Square Museum. A great place to purchase gently loved, loved items. Yeah. Do we, in this industry, gently love anything? Not when it comes to, like, props and that's stuff. Like, that's like the one thing I learned from Transworld, definitively, is that we abuse the living shit out of everything. Yeah. We don't use anything as it's meant to be used. So if you want more info, though, SpookySwapMeet.com. All right. Then after that, May 5th through the 7th in Savannah, Georgia, the Southeast Hollows Haunt Convention at the Savannah Convention Center. Early bird tickets available until March 31st. That is amazingly kind. S-E-H-H-C, or as we like to say, com for more information. Hey, and finally, for this week, July 15th through the 16th, it is Texas Haunters Convention in Mesquite, Texas at the Mesquite Convention Center. Um, no details as of yet, but watch TexasHauntersConvention.com for more info. Yeah, if they've added it, they've added it, like, super recently. I, I know it's missed. Yeah. Because, anyways. But no, so a lot of good, uh, good conventions and meetups are happening. I'm happy to see it. Um... So, yeah, as we've said before, this is an episode of Y 4 We are here to do the yeah. news, and we open up with some really good news. Yeah. Some objectively good news. Uh, you know, that's something I'm going to say about this news cycle, 
is that there's not a lot of bad news out there. Yeah, well, we had a rough, rough run through the pandemic. We did. We we really did, because between all of the COVID-related stuff, which was bad, mm-hmm. and then that was also the year of the shootings, mm-hmm. which just made it worse. So, yeah, I, maybe 2023 is trying to make amends for the 2020 season, or the 2021 season. Well, in 2020 through 2022, because then you had a lot of the... Um, yeah. Violence against women and oh, and and, and, they had a, and we had a couple arson cases too, if I remember. Yeah, Jesus Murphy. So yeah, but let's start with some good news. And that go ahead. Good. No, go ahead. Uh, but the news is there is a new dark ride opening in Maine. The haunted hotel has taken over at the old Fun Factory arcade space. I know what none of this means, by the way. Mm-hmm. The article has it. Um, by the way, this is an article by Enter Game Online. I-N-T-E-R, GameOnline.com. I just realized that's a, un, a, a pun. But anyways. Yes. And Joey Haney is the yes, author. Thank you. Joey Haney. Anyways. But yeah, they are basically opening up a new dark ride. The aim will be, to ha- the new attraction will be family-friendly, but will still be quote-unquote hair-raising attraction. Braver guests will have the opportunity to interact with the occupants of the haunted hotel during the ride. Yeah. So we're seeing a haunted house. Uh-huh. The Haunted Hotel, taking over a family fun park space, basically, is what yeah. this sounds like. And turning, and one of the things there, into a dark ride attraction. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what more you want out of me. That's like the greatest story ever. No. I got nothing. Uh, well, hopefully, they will be as successful as our next story, mm-hmm. which is Nobles is observing their 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion. This story is by Justin Strasser at thedailyitem.com. Um, the Nobles Amusement Resort will celebrate 50th anniversary of Haunted Mansion Dark Ride. It's another dark ride. Yeah. Uh, started in June of 1973, and they're going to be doing promotions throughout the year to celebrate, so they're not giving away anything just yet. But one of the things that they're going to be doing is unique tickets. Ooh. <laughs> throughout the year, like throughout that. the season. I like that. So if you buy, if you want to collect them all, you got to go multiple times. That's kind of cool. You know, trade them like... Like baseball cards or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. That, that is clever, I got to admit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're not um, saying too much about what it's going to be. No, but they um, they built a lot of the, the props themselves and they built the dark ride themselves out of spare parts. <laughs> so... You know. Just to make sure it's double haunted. <laughs> exactly. Just wanted to double up on the haunted. Now we're gonna, right? Yeah. And basically, the legend of the ride is that Ishmael Heppel built the mansion in eighty two for eighteen eighty two for yeah, his not nineteen eighty two. Yeah, eighteen eighty two for his bride. Um, on their wedding night, he died, and she lived another thirty nine years, never leaving the mansion. So. That is the story behind it. doesn't it. sound like a ghost story. It just sounds like a sad story. It does. It sounds like a Lifetime movie, and again, she finds love again with someone else. Or, you know? Yeah. But no, that is so cool. 50 years, though, mm-hmm. um, of this particular dark ride. And the thing is, like, we've been doing these news shows long enough mm-hmm. that we have seen, we have um, been talking about how dark rides are Facing extinction, basically. Yeah. They and and it's true. According to people, and you met the guy yeah. behind the documentary. There was something like two dozen dark rides left in the world, basically. Mm-hmm. And that, that number seemed low to me because there was always one at every state fair I've been to. But then again, 
I haven't been to a lot in the last 30 years, so what the fuck do I know? Well, and how many of those just travel? Yeah. Because if they're at state fairs, they're they're yeah. put together teardown deals. They're not Or maybe they were all, they could have also only been counting permanent dark rides, though. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. I just realized that. But anyways, that's not a lot of dark rides. Mm-hmm. And so they were going around using a 360 camera to film them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really cool. Um, but yeah, they were seeking money and seeking resources to, to complete that because the rides were finishing, were closing up faster than they could get to them. It seemed like dark rides were dead, functionally. Yeah. And now they seem to be making a comeback. Oh, and I think it's because of that work of yeah. trying to preserve the history of it and why they are cool and why they can be great for families especially. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to see a resurgence there. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad to see this. It really puts a smile on my face. I have because I, I realized as I was discussing the um, first haunted attraction experience, the one I had. I don't know, but I may have actually been on a dark ride before that. Mm. Okay. I, I may have. I just don't remember. <laughs> it's entirely possible I rode one of those cheap fair dark rides before that. Yeah. That's the first I remember. Have a full, like, fledged, organized memory of. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was entirely possible because we went to the state fair and county fairs. We did that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I said there ain't much to do in a small town, and Irmo may not be the smallest of the small towns. It's pretty small, but it has a lot of the same vibe. Well, especially when you were young, it was yeah. small. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten a lot it's, bigger. It's, it's it's grown up a little bit. It's built up a fucking lot since I moved away. I think they were just waiting for me to leave before they started the construction. Property value went up. That asshole left. <laughs> If so, don't blame you. Um, but, but no, so, yeah, I have a feeling I may have, you know, been on a dark ride before. And I just don't have a memory. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is a, this next one's really interesting. But mm-hmm. the Six Flags in Mountain Valencia, California, and this is an, a, a press release from Six Flags. Yeah. Um, they are doing Scream Break. Yeah. They are bringing back the haunted attractions of the park for spring break. It'll be the the weekends of March 18th and through April 16th. So basically a month of weekends. Yeah. Total of 14 nights. Basically, uh, there'll be two haunted mazes, three scare zones, and basically everything is going to have what they're saying is a spring break twist. Yeah. Which has me very fucking curious, I have to admit. And so, yeah, this weekend will be the first it's open. I'm hoping video comes out so I can see what the fuck they mean by Spring Break Twist. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Haunted Attraction... Ooh, Spring break it. No, but... Well, you know, there are a lot of horror movies that take place oh, on yeah. Spring Break, though. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because the getting the, 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 the teens in the cabin... Yeah. <laughs> ...to get picked off by the, the, the machete-wielding maniac... Is the ultimate, the yeah. oldest trope in horror. So of course, yeah, they're set at spring break. That's the time, you um, and I mean, Thanksgiving was set at spring break, according to the one, the one character. Yeah. No, that was is not set at spring break. No. no, no she, she, <laughs> that was a really weird spring. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird movie. Yeah. But anyways, no. So yeah, this is uh, also they are going to have the coasters available at night. Yeah. Which that. I would really sign up for. Mm. Because I've got to say this, the very few opportunities I've had to do roller coasters tonight, I've always loved it. Yeah. Like that one we did in Galveston on the pier. Yeah, I, I was mean, thinking, and, I, I was trying to figure out if I'd done any other than that one. I've done a few. Um, mm. 
but yeah, it's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a very, very rare thing. Um, I, I've always enjoyed it. It's always been fun. Um, so yeah, co- uh, coast roller coasters will be running at night, and they'll have horror themed eats and a party too. So yeah. I mean, I guess if you have a spring break event and do not have a party, you have fucked up. Yeah. You have fucked up pretty bad. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna try to couch that. You know, mm-hmm. that 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 is not uh, where you want to end that on. Right. So yeah, this is interesting, and we've been talking about how um, trying to get more year round things for haunts, and we talked about how HHN was opening the year round thing in Las right. Vegas soon. Yeah. Six Flags is seems to be responding by bringing in mm-hmm. you know more year-round events seems to be part of their response. Yeah. I would not have thought of a spring break event personally, partly because spring break isn't actually a holiday. It's like it's different on every academic calendar mm-hmm. by a pretty wide margin sometimes. Like ours is weird in New Orleans. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because we have Mardi Gras break that depending on the year can be in March. Yeah. And so then spring break's got to be usually toward the end of that window, like mid-April is usually when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah, and it usually encompasses Easter Either at the beginning or the end of it. Yeah. But so, yeah, it comes after. It, it's usually is Easter break rather than the spring break. Mm-hmm. And Easter is a holiday jumps around. You might say it hops around. Y- you might. And Easter bunny, the Easter bunny hops around. Yes. I'm gonna go away now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, next story. <laughs> and this is another one. This is and, and what you were talking about about haunts coming up with ways to engage customers year round. <laughs> This isn't, falls into that. Yeah, it like does. This news week, that is the theme of this week. Um, so a new mysterious downtown theater. This is by Jason Clayworth of Axios. And it's um, talking about the Slaughterhouse Haunted House in Des Moines, Iowa. There is a 20s-themed theater in the basement of the haunted house that very few people have seen. Which, like hey, that raises so many questions on its own. Yeah. Like, why the fuck do you have a 2,000 square foot theater space in the basement of anything, really? Yeah. Like, anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let alone a haunted attraction. But anyways, continue, sorry. Yeah, but they are building it up to be immersive nights on weekends throughout the year. So this is definitely targeted as, you know, supplemental income for the haunted house. Um, it, but they're not discussing what they're going to do. With the theater part. With the theater part. We know what they're doing with other stuff connected to it. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're but, not discussing what the theater nights will be, but they say they're going to go for a speakeasy or secret society vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. like an invite only exclusivity. It sounds a lot like that thing, um, in, in Florida, a vault of souls. Yeah. Well, it sounds fun. And I think it's going to get a lot of intrigue built up because of the way they're positioning it. Yeah. And apparently they've already received a conditional use permit for it, which uh-huh. allows the sale of alcohol. So they basically, they get to fully open up mm-hmm. as they want. I, I'm very curious. Yeah. And they're targeting June. Yeah. I'm going to be very curious to follow this mm-hmm. because. Hey, why do you have a 2,000-square-foot theater in your basement? That's just so weird, even for a haunted house. <laughs> That's even weird in this already weird <laughs> you know, yeah. community, right? Yeah. That's, that's a little bit cray-cray. But, well, it's it's weird for it not to be used as part of the haunted Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you would put things like that in the basement for acoustics reasons. Yeah. That makes a degree of sense when you say it like that. Mm-hmm. 
but still, like you said, just to have it there and not have it, even like people accessing it. Yeah. That's, that, that is weird. And it makes mm-hmm. me raise so many questions about this. Um, but yeah, I think turning this into an immersive thing that's every weekend, the main fear I would have as a complete outsider here who does not know anything about what they're doing because they're not telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry that Des Moines is a fairly big city, but. I worry that if it's not something that people can get different experiences week after week after week at, mm-hmm. that you're going to burn, like an escape room burns through its audience. Because eventually, you know, everyone who wants to see it has seen it, and there's no reason for them to do it twice. Because you can get away with that in tourist towns, where you mm-hmm. constantly have new yeah. people cycling through all the time. You don't really have to keep it as fresh. But I don't think Des Moines is a major tourist destination. If anyone knows why Des Moines would be a tourist destination, let me know. I'm curious. Um, but I don't. it doesn't pop up on my list of tourist cities. Yeah. But, I mean, theaters are a fairly stable business, especially little independent ones. Yeah. And that's what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to cycle the show out and make it different enough yeah. so that people have a reason to come multiple times per year. Yeah. And, you know, just like the, the Sanger here has a different performance, a different show on every month, pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's what they're going to well, have Well, I was thinking do. about the little Broad Street Theater or the um, the one in Columbia we used to go to all the time. Oh, the Nickelodeon. The Nickelodeon, I yeah. miss that place. Yeah. One of the few places in this world I actually really miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. It was so cool. Basically, it felt like you were... It was all independent movies. It didn't play anything... That was like mainstream. mainstream at all. They 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 played some of the weirdest shit you can ever fathom there. But it always felt like you were going into Fight Club or something when you went yeah. there. Because <laughs> they had like a traditional front of house area where you got your popcorn and you got your tickets. Yeah. And but then you go in and it's just like fucking folding chairs <laughs> and this <laughs> dingy screen. It was great. Yeah. We're going to watch a borderline porn film that we didn't think was a borderline porn film when we picked it. That might have happened a couple of times. It just, it changed out, and they were never, because well, and they were that was, mainstream, you didn't hear about the movies. No. And then the thing we did was we would routinely say, hey, let's just go to the Nickelodeon. What's playing? Don't know. Nope. No idea. So we would just rock up. That's how we saw Quills. Yeah. One of our favorite films. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it and so we've seen a lot of great films at it. Sometimes it got a little awkward, though. <laughs> yeah. Being shoulder to shoulder with strangers in a porn, what well, is now a porn theater. But anyway, so the very, very cool thing they're doing, maybe, but I'm, I really am eager to hear about the types of performances they put on mm-hmm. and what they do with it. I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a thing that kept popping up mm-hmm. um, in my feed over and over and over again to the point I just said, fuck it, I'm including it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sending it in. But basically, the reporter Alexander Smale, yeah. Smale? from Edinburgh Live went to Edinburgh's quote-unquote most haunted attraction, and basically it was a lantern lit tour underneath the Royal Mile, mm-hmm. the underground tunnels show where people actually lived down there. Yeah. Um, they had characters dressed in period clothing. Um, they, they basically did a combination of the history and the haunted hauntedness of it. Yeah. So they combined a haunted attraction with actual history and tour guiding, basically mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. <clears throat> yeah, and they showed the Mary the Queen of Scots final living space. Yeah. Uh, but basically, the, the reporter felt it was not only as creepy as I thought it would be, but also a lot more interesting and educational. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I dig think, this idea. 
I do too. And I think this is worth a read. Yeah. Especially if you're in a historical place and wanting to do a haunted house or just try to get people to know the history of the building you're in. Well, and it's like, okay, Eastern State Penn is both a major mm-hmm. historical landmark and a haunted attraction. Yeah. They have no overlap between those two things, though. No. If you go there during not um, haunt season, mm-hmm. you are going to get a very, by the numbers, a very good tour. I'm not knocking the tour. No, no, no. But just a very regular, traditional tour mm-hmm. of a historic landmark, as it should be, admittedly. That's what we showed up for. That's mm-hmm. what we expected. But this, I think, points to ways in which you can combine the two. And, of course, it immediately reminds me of those stupid caves in Budapest. Yeah. We nearly got locked in. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, because they, they handed us a lantern there, too. But that wasn't a guided tour. That was a find your fucking way out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't die. <laughs> yeah, they... We're living on borrowed time I right am, now. I am very certain they were going to lock us in because oh, uh-huh. I forgot we were in there. thousand percent sure they were yeah. going to lock us in. A yeah. thousand percent sure. And luckily we got out literally right as they were about to shut the door. Mm-hmm. And it would have been our last... That was our last night in Budapest. Yeah. And we would have missed our flight home. Yeah. Among a myriad of other problems. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they talked about in this how they start, they got their lanterns and they went down a little ways and then the first character pops out. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't start off with the character. No. The character pops out in front of them. And, and then as they go through, other characters pop out of out of hiding spots. And the part about being chased was... Showing how um, a witch picker would do their job, you know, mm-hmm. to pick out which person was a witch. Which witch is which? Exactly. <laughs> um, so they. Does the witch pick pick a witch or witch pick pick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they um, basically changed, chased him around the room while screaming that they were a witch. And then other people in the group got to see torture devices and be put in them for witch-picking purposes. Yeah, so I think this is an interesting way to bring some history into this. And, and so many haunts, life. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 yeah, we have so many haunts that are in historic buildings. They are in mm-hmm. places that you could do this with. Yeah, just make sure that it's not going to be offensive. Like, I would not suggest something like this for the mortuary. Yeah. Or if you're in an actual mortuary, don't do that. Because that would be very offensive to the people who, you know, know the history. The mortuary has to play things stupid careful for very good reasons, honestly. No. Because, you know, you take over an old actual mortuary. um, Yeah. There's there's issues. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to face some blowback. But no, I could see this being a thing at a lot of different places. I would work with people from the local historical society. Mm-hmm. Make sure, A, you're not being offensive. Right. And B, that your information is accurate and represented and what you're doing is representative. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, if you do those things, I, I think this could be really cool. Yeah. Get, 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 a, get smarter and get a show. Yeah. I like it. Me too. Moving on. All right. So this is another... Uh, this one we just included because it's about 13th Gate. We have to. <laughs> Hi, Dwayne. <laughs> You're listening. Yeah. So this is called How We Tried and Failed to Get Out of 13th Gate's Escape Room by Jack Barlow. I totally missed that as Jack Sparrow. I'm like, whoa. 
No, then they would have had to have been in the pirate in one. The pirate and, one. And, yeah, they would have had yeah. It, yeah, legally. Yeah, legal no. obligation at that point. Yeah, but this is a Baton Rouge. Um, they played Agent Thirteen, which we beta tested. We did, and we we um, we won. Well, with penalties, like a lot of penalties. Okay, it's one of the rooms where you get penalties for asking for clues or asking for answers, and so we got out physically and well under an hour, like fifty minutes or so. Yeah, but with penalties, it was like three weeks or yeah. something. It was insane. It, exactly, and it was because it was beta testing, and one of the games in particular I had struggled with because mm-hmm. it required hearing things on, on the telephone. Yeah, and I. Did not know that at the time. No. But I have a hearing condition where I can't hear things masked by static noise or things like that. Right. So I just, we just, with that one, we just got the hints on all of them and kept moving. Yeah, exactly. But But, it was a very difficult room. I will say that. Yeah, it was. And they were not prepared. They they thought it was um, going to be an easier room because they had one person who was an expert and like three novices. With them in their group. That is the worst team I can fathom <laughs> slapping together. Yeah. <clears throat> because, okay, I would rather have three people of middling ability and one novice. Yeah. Than one expert and three novices. Yeah. I'd much rather have the the, the, the intellect, the, the, the comfort spread out. <laughs> yeah, me you too. Know? Yeah, but they did praise the storytelling and... The detailed sets. How and that was also the one with the laser maze. Yeah. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, yeah, that was a lot of good puzzles in that. And like I said, it was very, very difficult. And But the storytelling was really good. And they seemed to really enjoy it. Uh, Jack, mm-hmm. Jack Bar- Barlow, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I think this is some really nice coverage. I'm wondering why the Advocate discovered them now. That that room has been open since way before the pandemic. Yeah. So I have no idea. Anyways. Well, if anyone's looking for real estate, <laughs> I might have a suggestion. Um, if you're interested in moving to Wales, you know, mm-hmm. part of Great Britain, um, there is a quote-unquote haunted house for sale that features, among other things, a garden dragon, a swimming pool, and a castle motif. Yes. I think it's the best way to say that. Oh, and they are including 5,000 bags of Haribo sweets. Uh, just, you know, that uh, the reason is because they know that their neighborhood is huge at Halloween. Their house is huge at Halloween. Yeah, last year they had 4,000 visitors. Jesus fucking Christ. I cringed a little there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, they are known as the haunted house, the best place to go trick or treating. Now they're wanting just shy of a million pounds. Yeah, for the thing, and I think and I did not do the conversion. I think it's like roughly like one point two, one point three million somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's got an eight foot dragon in the front garden with a mini castle tower that's home. To an organ, as in the musical organ, yeah. in the rear garden, an indoor swimming pool. Yeah, it's a giant pool. It's like 38 <laughs> feet or something. It's beautiful. This house sounds absolutely great and wonderful. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to live there. Uh, but 975,000 pounds is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Even with the 5,000 bags of Haribo treats. Mm-hmm. So, um, Crystal, do you have anything that might be a little more affordable to me? Yeah, there's a little house over in Texas. Um, oh. 
in Baird, Texas. This has been making the rounds because the realtor went through um, and took pictures of it as it was set up as a haunted house. This was a, I don't think it was professional, but they probably charged kind of the deals because rural Texas is like that. Um, and this is from clack.com. Yeah, I think this originally started making the rounds on like uh, Zillow Hell or those types of groups that show. Yeah, the weird... very first place that I saw it was our friend sent it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Zillow listing, I think, took off. It was either Zillow or the Redfin or one of those yeah. places took off and then Clack got it. Yeah. Um, but there's skeletons hanging from the ceiling and coffin doorways and caskets all over the place and rooms full of costumes. Unfortunately, None of that is included in the sale price of the house. Boo! Yeah. Then again, they're, they're only wanting 125 k for it. So. Yeah, but they will sell everything inside of it. You just have to pay for it. All right. But yeah, no, that this one was like, hey, hey I could actually afford that, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I could see a universe where that's a reasonable amount to buy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this one has been going making the rounds because of the Zillow listing or the online listings. And... Yeah, so of course we had to mention it, mm -hmm. at least briefly. All right, that brings us to the video game Two Point Campus. Which I am not familiar with. Basically, the uh, only reason I know it is I believe many a true nerd did a video on it. Oh, okay. The only reason I know it. Uh, or no, wait, it was a spiffing Brit, I think, did it. But anyways, the idea is... Um, it's a can it's a simulator game where you create a college campus and try to keep it running. Mm -hmm. So it'd be the perfect game for Crystal to play so she can come home and go to her day job when she's <laughs> trying to relax from her day job. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you don't want to run a second school? You don't want to do that? No. Why not? <laughs> anyway, we were going somewhere with that. But yes, they have added a new DLC called School Spirits. Mm -hmm. Which basically allows you to turn your campus into a haunted house. Yeah, and this is by Victoria Kennedy on Eurogamer. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this DLC exclusive. There's a DLC exclusive challenge mode included. Uh, but basically, um, this will see the campus janitors having to sort out all the pesky poltergeists with their ghost dusters. Really, ghost dusters. Uh huh. Really. I fucking really? I read this article. I sent this article, and I didn't pick I up that the first time. I don't know how not. I mean, it's I like don't. capitalized and everything. Yeah, I, I I know. I see it. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I missed that. But anyways, uh, but there's also two new courses and uh, added to the added to the list. You can the slate you can have and a spirited new student archetypes too. Which yes. sounds interesting. So, no, this just sounds like a lot of fun for Haunters. This is a game in which I don't think I, the overlap between Haunters and this game is going to be very high. Yeah. So I want to make sure that if this is something you are interested in, you don't sleep on it because it's a weird um, it's a weird simulation game that's not particularly relevant. Now, we have not had, that I'm aware of, a Haunted House simulator game. No, we keep mentioning it and nobody's done it yet. Well, we're just going to keep mentioning it then. Yeah. Some Eventually, say. somebody will hear that, hey, we want a haunted house simulator. They have <laughs> simulators for every fucking thing. There was a while there, like, one of the popular ones was a hospital simulator. Yeah. Like, who the fuck wants to run a hospital for free? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, the whole thing got started in part because of Diner Dash. Mm-hmm. 
oh, I'm sorry, I don't like games that simulate doing that kind of hectic, stressful work. I oh. I don't mind, like, I, I play way too much Power Wash Simulator. Yeah. Because that is a relaxing game. That is For a, you. For you, yeah. <laughs> Apparently some people stress us out. Yes, it stresses me out. <laughs> but, it uh, calms you down. Whatever. But anyways, because that's not... Because, A, actual power washing in real life sucks. It really does. you got to drag all that equipment out. You gotta... But you she get to make drawings and stuff in the dirt. So many penises. <laughs> Draw on the concrete. do penises. No, I do the penises. Oh. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's... um. But no, but no. This is a game I can understand if a lot of haunters were not aware of. And since they, this is DLC. Yeah, don't sleep on this one if it's something you're interested in. Okay. Moving on. Um, I think finally for this week, yeah. maybe. Yep. Um, the Haunted Mansion movie. There is another movie based on the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. The release date is July twenty eighth. This is by Drew Taylor at therap.com. Um. I would say go and watch the trailer. The trailer, yeah. Because this movie, like, the Haunted Mansion. It hits different. It does. The Haunted Mansion, I think of as a kid-friendly place to go because it's at Disney World, and all I've ever heard about it is that it's, like, kid-centric. Like, it's not going to scare the crap out of a lot of kids. You know, you say that, but I was on Alien Encounters, and legitimately the most scared I have ever been on a theme park or, or in a haunted attraction was in Alien Encounters. Yeah. I am very glad I did not have to poop when I went in there. Because I, w- I I thought, like like you said, it can't be too scary. We're in fucking Disney World right now. Yeah. And now apparently they have toned it down because it's now Stitches Adventure or some shit or whatever. But yeah. the original, holy shit. Yes, but Trauma. as somebody who's gone to the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> yeah. is it supposed to be... No, not super scary. Super scary. It, it's meant to be... It's meant to be old-fashioned, is what I would say. Yeah. <coughs> they use a lot of Pepper's Ghost mm-hmm. effects. It's meant to be fairly cheesy and fun and goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, the effects really are incredible. I mean, this is still yeah. fucking Disney, you know? Yeah. The effects are legit. But no, I don't think there's much in the way of, like, jump scares or startles or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. meant to be, oh, look at all these incredible effects and ghosts you have all around you and how they sync it up to the music. How the fuck do they do all this? Yeah. And this is, you know, I mean, the movie looks like a horror movie. Yeah, it looks like it it's just looks, a regular horror movie. Yeah, it does From the trailer, yeah. Yeah, and it's not a remake of the Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah, and, and by the way, just in case anyone wanted to feel old... <laughs> the original Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion was in 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 years ago. I was like, man, they didn't even wait five years to do, go to reboot the Haunted Mansion <laughs> shit. That was fucking ass. What do you mean it was 2003? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. What the fuck? What you talking about, Willis? What's going on here? It's, no, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. How can that be 20 years old? No. Just, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. It's almost as old as our relationship. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be good, and they're already talking about possible sequels to it. Yeah, the sequel conversations already started, which is unusual for the in these days before a movie comes out. I'm going to be very interested to see it. I don't know if I'm going to go see it in theaters when it comes out, mm. but uh, we do have Disney Plus. 
We do. And I wonder, um, since it's set on the outskirts of New Orleans, um, Which if is- they'll be filming nearby. Which is hilarious. Or, or if they, they did. did. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. But here's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's suddenly outskirts of New Orleans because of course it is. It's a fucking haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Of course it fucking is. But then you wake up and go, but wait a minute. The two haunted mansions in these United States are Florida and California. Yep. You couldn't get further away if you tried. Mm-hmm. I don't want to meet that dark ride in Maine. That might be probably further. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You, you, you literally... Literally, we are surrounded at great distance by the other two haunted attract- haunted mansions. Still, I mean, and but then again, you know, Disney loves co-opting New Orleans. Yeah, and wasn't the original design supposed to be of a New Orleans yeah. house? Yeah. In fact, it kind of looks like the... Uh, the it looks like one of the plantation O'Galley. houses. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like one of the old plantation houses up or ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it definitely was meant to mimic that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't remember what the actual story of the Haunted Mansion was. I'd have to look it up, but it wouldn't shock me if it was set in New Orleans. Like I said, I mean, you go to Epcot Center in Disney, at least last time I was there, the America or part of the world is New Orleans themed. Yeah. Just It's just New Orleans themed. It's you, like, we're the best. You huh? mean, don't even fucking call it America. <laughs> just call it New Orleans. Yeah. Because... And, of course, all of my friends that go to the Epcot have to go there and get drunk at New Orleans um, and Epcot. I'm like, why the fuck did you drive <laughs> or fly all the fucking way to Disney to drink in fake New Orleans? You live in the real one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, people. Anyway, I know some dumb people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <clears throat> if it's like other theme park food maybe it's where the spice is where you can find the most flavor <laughs> you know maybe i have maybe no idea i've never been so I yeah can't i've got say. i've got to make it a point to get you to disney world at some point oh but anyways on that note everyone thank you very much for putting up with us the past 40 plus minutes ending things a little early as we often do with the news not a big deal but greatly appreciate you taking the time with us. You can find more of what we do at HauntWeekly.com or HauntWeekly on Twitter, HauntWeekly on Facebook, and YouTube.com slash HauntWeekly is the YouTube channel. Find us at all those places. Leave a comment to answer the question of the week. Have a good time. Tell us how we're doing. Like, share, subscribe, whatever. All that fun stuff. Um, but on that note, definitely stay tuned to the Facebook page. We'll be making announcements shortly about additional live recordings. But until next time, I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And we'll see you all next week. Either live or not live, but we will see you next week. See you then.